1: News FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. Come on! Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Morning, buddy. it. We are Grantless. That's right, yeah. it has got some time
2: off right now. So, bear with
1: us.
2: (laughs) We got a big show today. I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, PBR tickets at the end of the show. We'll be talking to Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. Um, And um, at some point here in the next, within the next hour, we'll have Dean Blundell on talk about this Tucker Carlson thing. Everybody's up in arms about that. So, we'll get into that. Do you even know who Tucker Carlson
1: is? I've heard of him. I don't really follow. (laughs) I don't care about that stuff. (laughs) Oh, God love you. God love you. The Locker Room News. Edmonton shootings have decreased in October of 2023, uh, but the risk to bystanders still remains high. So over... October in comparison to last year at the okay. same time, the number of shootings have gone down, but it 's also gone down in comparison to other months of this year so we only had thirteen reported shootings in Edmonton it still seems high, but it was twenty <laughs> it was twenty two <laughs> in, in august okay it was 20, 28 in September okay, but a lot of these shootings like of the thirteen 10 were believed to be targeted. So, like, it was gang involved where they were just going after specific people.
2: good news, everyone.
1: (laughs) Only three were not intended for somebody. Yeah. But uh, where where the potential of those 10 is increasing for harm to bystanders is because of the public nature of them, like, in public places and stuff like that. Wasn't
2: one in... uh, like in a parking lot somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the issue, right? Well, I mean, I think I think that's we should focus on the positive. There, it's going down. That like, it's that it's going down. Like that that's good news. So it's going down year to year, and it's also going down. It's
1: it's going down. Comparatively speaking, to, to what we've been th- dealing with for the rest of this yeah, year since August September. We I like are what you're doing. I like relatively you're, low.
2: You're starting us off on a positive footing. Jimmy, with the news. Good for
1: you. Just wait. It's going to get better.
2: (laughs) This is The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White.
1: Say, that's it. You think of
3: a wonderful thought. Any happy little thoughts? Uh Uh-huh. Like toys at Christmas, sleigh bells, snow? Yep. Watch me now. Here I go. It's easier than five.
2: Have you ever heard of the Peter Pan syndrome?
1: Uh, not until today. Really? Okay. This is brand new information to you. Yes. Uh, You have this. I can't disagree with you. The
2: uncontrollable, undeniable nature yearning to stay young forever at heart. Not immature, but playful. Not naive, but constantly curious and wondering. Uh. Disinterest towards more responsibilities, this won't having yeah. children, What's the matter with having a family, going uh, to the doctor, brushing my trust. teeth, cleaning my house, oh. uh, but more so interested in playing, having good times, exploring, traveling, learning, getting lost.
4: Just a little bit. Everything
2: of here. but the traveling. It's I don't here. travel. He's almost thirty with no kids, no wife, no mortgage. Make that forty. Almost 50 You have Peter [SSS3] Pan Pan Syndrome I can't disagree with you Now we have a name for it at least
3: Right? Okay, I'm
1: Say
2: it what?
3: Come
1: on, everybody. Peter go. Pan syndrome. Oh. According to you, my middle name is what? Oh,
4: Peter! Oh, Peter! What I didn't do even pick up that. Why do I have, to tell-, I do I have, have
1: to, to tell you, to, you have Peter- to make fun of me? Peter.
2: Oh, Peter has Peter You're, Pan syndrome.
1: You've lost it. <laughs> the Locker Room, only on Cruise. They're redoing the longest yards. Yeah. So remaking it. They did one. The first one was in 74. That was Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And then in two thousand five, I think it was, was the one with uh I don't think I've seen the original. I've seen the Adam Sandler remake. I have seen it a long time ago.
2: Yeah. I I, I just I took a look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and the seventy-four version was quite a bit higher. Like it was in the seventies and it was in the thirties. Um, for the Adam Sandler, I, I don't remember the Adam Sandler one being that bad. I mean, it was it, it was an Adam Sandler movie. I enjoyed it. That doesn't say much, buddy. I, <laughs> <laughs> th- there's movies out there where I'm like, why are you redoing that? Right, this isn't one of them. I mean, if they if they want to redo this, it, whatever. It'll be interesting. Here's because I do remember Burt Reynolds making an appearance.
1: He was one of the main characters in in the Adam Sandler run. Yes,
2: yes. I do remember that. I wonder if they bring Adam Sandler back for the remake, right? And do kind of a, a similar thing that they did in two thousand
1: and five. Maybe, but what if what if because they've done this before, they do a AI or CGI, whatever version of Burt Reynolds, bring him into the third. <laughs> do we one? really need Burt in this movie? Though? At least in appearance, do- maybe because they did that in Rogue One, like the Star Wars one with Princess Leia. After she had died, they they AI'd her. No, she I was really that. old at that point. Like she, so they just had a okay. recreation of her.
2: All right, all right. Again, I they they do these things, and I'm not sure if we're supposed to get excited about them or. Or what, but it it is kind of proof that they've run out of ideas. The Longest Yard remake, but no sense being angry about it, I guess. On air, online, and on our
1: app. Welcome to the Locker Room.
2: We've got Dean Blundell on with us this morning. I want to talk to Dean about Tucker Carlson. I'm not exactly sure why I wanted to put Tucker Carlson into a Dean Blundell from Cryer Media conversation, but it makes sense to me on some level.
4: So the news is it because is, I know something about Tucker Carlson is it because I engage in this content because I know you and I have different opinions. Yeah, you, opinion.
2: you yes. do engage
4: in this type of.
2: Anyway, so apparently in January he's coming. Yeah. It's my birthday too, January twenty fourth. Maybe I'll make a trip down. He's, he's coming on your birthday. Yes, he's coming. Oh, to, he's coming to Alberta, and he's going to yeah. be interviewing Danielle Smith. And everyone's like, "Oh my god!"
4: Everyone's yeah. freaking out. Thoughts. Thoughts. Uh, well, first of all, um, and you guys watch a lot of wrestling. I know Jimmy's a big wrestler. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's like what is he? Uh, little Juan or something like that. Um, yeah, a little, Juan, little Juan, Giant Jim, Giant Jim, Tiny Pedro, Pipsqueak Pedro, whatever. Um, <laughs> pipsqueak. That is, you do that as it as a, as as for fun, right? Like you do that to make a little bit of money. You do that because you enjoy it. You do it because it's exciting. You do it because people are watching. Correct. Yes. All right. He he, he gets off on it. That is the exact same reason Tucker Carlson is coming to Alberta. It's theater. It's theater. 100%. 100%. There's two reasons why Tucker Carlson is coming to Alberta. One is someone's paying him, and that person that's paying him is David Parker from Take Back Alberta, who we had on the show last week, uh, who who told me your AGM was going to be a bloodbath and he was going to take it over. Like a week before it happened, I've got the text I'll show them to you. Nice, nice enough guy. We have a difference of opinion. So he tells me in one of our text exchanges, he says, Tucker's coming to town. I'm bringing him to town. People are going to lose their minds. And that was the point. Mm-hmm. That was the entire point, is to watch yeah. people in Edmonton and Calgary, people that have, you know, for lack of a better term, progressive ideas, it's to piss those people off and yeah. to get a reaction, and they're getting a reaction. And it's number working. One, number two, 100%. So you're being trolled. Number two, 100%. If it's that making you angry, this- <laughs> yeah, it, you're being
2: trolled. <laughs> Yeah, the same
4: way heels troll audiences, the same way in wrestling people take on a persona Tucker Carlson takes on the persona of his paycheck, his paycheck is to be a lobbyist and a guy who stands up for other autocratic governments or super uber conservative policies and so there's this network of people, Danielle Smith is in that network, make no uh, mistake about it, she truly does identify with the extreme sort of mega crowd that that highly conservative libertarian movement, which is fine, right? Because that is a value and there are people out there that espouse those values but, but don't get me wrong like this has nothing to do with politics this has nothing to do with pensions it yeah. has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with that extreme arm of the ucp trolling the entire province by bringing this guy to town because they will make their uber fans happy and it's about seeding the base and they will piss everybody else off it's kind of brilliant if you ask me a couple of red flags because sure. I, don't,
2: I don't like that, that they do this. I don't like that, that politics is turned into theater. Um, and if you're talking about Tucker Carlson, I think mm. it's as much as it's okay for them to troll the other side and that's happening and you need to be mm. aware of that, I think you also should be allowed to point out some of the things about Tucker, right? Like, he is pro-Putin. Whether or not it's theater, he has stepped in front of a mic and said... He gets paid by
4: one of Putin's favorite surrogates, this guy in Turkey named Viktor Orban, right? Like, his dad is is Viktor Orban's leading lobbyist in North America for the country of Hungary. And Tucker does the same thing. He works with... A whole bunch of different organizations to do exactly this. What he's doing, you yeah, can have a hundred pro- percent. But you, but there are people that, that espouse those values, right? And so, you know, he's feeding that that need for that culture to be able to, uh, you know, kind of have a voice, yes. which is fine. If you don't share their opinion, that's great. What I find interesting about this whole Tucker Carlson, anytime someone brings someone from some poll or some, you know, right or left movement, yeah. is how everybody says, oh, that's hateful, he shouldn't be allowed to say it. The issue that I have is, because I love this stuff, I think it's hilarious, because, you know, the best sunlight's great and disinfected, is the issue that I have is that, how soft are people when someone comes to town who speaks crazy talk and they don't want him to speak crazy talk? I mean, crazy talk is crazy talk. Are you so soft in your liberal views that you can't, that you can't even have Tucker Carlson in your property? But like, you Dean, that that's, that's
2: part of the strategy, I think, because totally. that's what Tucker, whether you like him or not, that's what he's pushing back against. Mm-hmm. And and I think he has taken these extreme views to highlight the extreme the ex- and I'm not I'm not siding with Tucker. He's taking these extreme views to pull the extreme left out and to highlight how stupid they can look as well. But I was mm. before you jumped in to explain who's paying him, I was going to do a list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I want to so, hear it. Here's the rest of the list. Uh, right. There's an outside chance that he might be racist. I mean, whether it's theory whether or not it's <laughs> it's theater or not, there's he a good is. chance he's racist, right? Yeah, um, he's good, a misogynist. Yeah. He doesn't believe 100%. in women's
4: rights. Okay, no, he believes um, women and men are the head of the home. Yes, yeah, he believes that. He
2: has said out loud that the mm-hmm. white supremacy movement in the states is a hoax and not real. 100%. He also sided with storming the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. on January 6th in 2021. So there's a couple of Red flags. And then there's a couple of red flags. There's also the fact, here's the thing that I want to just end with.
4: The guy's a (laughs) like Like a complete and total boob. (laughs) Well, why and, and, and may I just add to the end of that too? <laughs> Alberta's getting like their political uh, you know backs up over a guy who did a special on how real men tan their taint and their nuts. It's exactly! Can we just relax then? If you put Everybody, this into perspective. You got perspective. a tan- tanning political ideal, ideal <laughs> on coming to town who did an entire special on why Kid Rock is the smartest politician he, in the country. He interviewed like, Kid Rock. Like, let's be effing serious. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's funny, though, because
2: it's January, so we've got basically three months before this happens. Yeah. And it is just gonna it's gonna be a fever pitch. It's just gonna keep getting more and more crazy as we lead totally. up to it. It's gonna be fun to watch the meltdown.
4: And that's the whole idea, bro. Like yeah. that is the whole idea. Yeah. You got, you know, a certain segment of people like the David Parker Take Balk Alberta group who love this stuff. Like they, mm-hmm. they they're disruptors. Whether or not you agree with their ideology, I appreciate the fact that these guys are like it first principles yeah let's drive everybody crazy let's super serve the base and let's turn it into entertainment well dude what are we here for i'm here for the same thing which is why i don't get my backup over this stuff you have to read the tea leaves and the tea leaves say hey if you have yeah. got a taint-canning it's a good approach. dude he's nothing <laughs> nothing if he's not just this incredible heel in the world of politics for MAGA nation and conservatives enjoy it he will say and do something absolutely ridiculous have fun with it it's nothing it's a nothing burger friends dean thank you for your time yeah, today Dennis, Prior media jimmy Prior, yeah thanks for your contribution today there <laughs> hey uh, <Jimmy>. i laughed <laughs> yeah you're not getting right out of the park jimmy i really loved what you said three minutes ago yeah thank you. Take that with me forever. We'll put it on a bumper stick. The locker room
2: I'm kind of torn on the four day work week thing. We've had this conversation before for us I mean complaining about what we uh, do yeah, is we can't complain like it's kind of asinine right like our jobs are are unbelievable we We get to do something very cool and it's not although at times it can be a little bit uh trying mentally it's not it's. It's not killing us. Yeah. Right? Uh, we're not
1: standing on a
2: roof. We're not of, digging ditches. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever hear us complaining about our jobs, please feel free to to call and yell at us. Um, but the thing with the four-day work week that I've been reading is they're finding out that people are more productive. They're getting more work done than they would normally get done in a five-day work week. And, and some of the structure is a little bit different. Some of the companies are doing like a four-day work week, but they're tagging on an extra hour or whatever to the four days. But yeah. they're giving everybody three days off every week. And the thing about the article that I read was that it is becoming way more common in Canada like in this is some, this isn't just a French thing that they're doing in France. This is something that they are doing. A lot of companies are starting to to go with this in Canada. So there's options out there. If you are really sick of your job, maybe I, I don't know. And this is something but, that it appeals. But here's to.
1: here's the thing, and I'm going to go a little negative on this one. But um, but it's also the potential of lowering people's salaries if you're going to a four-day work week and because there's so many companies out there that are down that uh, that are downsizing no but there's just the potential for it hey you're only working four days you know so you know are you trying to
2: say the companies go out of their way to screw their employees
1: not all companies shame on you shame on you jimmy but there is a potential there yeah i i'm i'm guessing there's probably an element of that
2: um Anyway, I listen, if I had like a 9 to 5 job where I was up every day and I was doing like Monday to Friday, getting into the office, sitting behind, like sitting in a cubicle, if somebody said to me, "Hey, would you take like we're going to cut your pay by 10%, but what we're going to do is we're going to give you 3 days off every week." I might bite on that, Jimmy. Like honestly, even with the pay decrease, I love the three-day weekends. I I really do. I don't know if that's a sign of my age, but, man, I get so much more done on a three-day. We got one coming up, and I got plans to clean the garage. And you know what? I probably could clean the garage on a two-day weekend, but for some reason, I get stuck in this mindset that I don't have time during my weekends because they go too quickly. So I put off all these jobs. These things that I want to get done around the house.
1: On a three-day weekend for me, I just drink more. So, (laughs) The Locker Room News. Leaked documents reveal Alberta's plan to dismantle dismantle AHS, the health provider, and sell off some of the care homes.
2: Didn't we know that this was... I'm I'm not diminishing it.
1: No. But did we not know that this was already a thing? Because the thing is, is... Daniel Smith was talking about it, but now it's becoming a reality. Uh, but didn't Rachel, she Rachel say- Notley, yeah, Rachel Notley said, uh, but what they're doing is they're privatizing it now. So, ah, so they're selling because, according to what this uh, this, or at least that's what Rachel Notley's saying is they're selling off yeah, to other companies but they're getting rid of AHS, so all decisions. The dismantling of
2: AHS or the restructuring of it, and again, good Lord, I do not want this to sound like I'm a proponent for this, because I'm not. I don't know enough about how that that organization works. And the thing about it is it doesn't necessarily mean... she Rachel Notley can say all she wants that it's... It's the it's the end game of privatization, but I don't think the two are implicitly connected. But just because she wants to restructure or or blow up AHS doesn't mean that we're on a path to privatization of the healthcare system in Alberta. Is that fair to say? I could be way off, but that's my sense of it. it do I trust Daniel Smith to be doing this? No, like not at all. But I think you have to be careful about the rhetoric on both sides of these things. Right. The healthcare system is in trouble. Um, is this the right path? I, maybe not. But does that mean that she wants to. Privatize it like
1: they're they're getting rid of some. Uh, they're doing a whole reorganization of it. The whole plan is coming out. Uh, Adriana Lagrange or Grange or whatever. Uh, she's the the health minister. Mm-hmm. She's making an announcement of of the health plan. What their plan through, is. What their plan is today. But like I took a look at the documents, and it doesn't. At no point in the documents that
2: got leaked does it say that this they're going to blow it up, and we're all going to have to pay, you know, a hundred bucks every time we go visit the doctor. There, there was that. None of that was in there. I understand that everyone's scared about the UCP and how they approach healthcare, but I don't know. It's also I'm against the whole. The sky is falling approach
1: to this. But but with, with the dissol- uh, dissolving of AHS, there is the potential of where the health decisions are made are going to be made by the premier and her cabinet. Well, of course we want Danielle Smith making all our health decisions for us, don't we?
2: Ivermectin for everyone. Let's get up. By the way, we do need to make um, one correction about the four-day work week. This is just something that is not available to us here in radio. So we're not... Like, I know it It works differently for different companies, but we did get a lot of texts from people that were saying that even if you work a four-day work week, you still put the 40 hours yeah. in, which yeah. I'd still be kind of okay with. Like, an eight-hour... A 10-hour day instead of an eight-hour day, but I do get the, th- the three days off? I don't know. I guess there's pros and cons...
1: To, yeah, and, looking and Jeff it. also texted and said he he went down to uh, the three three, uh, three uh, thirty six hours uh, a week. Yeah, so that's seventy two in a pay period, but he uh, lost ten percent of his pay. Well, of course they're going to do that, right? They're going to take away money if you're working less
2: hours. And anyway, we can move on. Look at you! You found the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. We have a guest in studio. What is your name, young lady?
0: My name is Sia Garg.
2: Okay. And Sia, where are you from?
0: I'm a grade 11 student at Strathcona High School.
2: Okay. Where's Strathcona High School?
0: It's in the old Strathcona area. Okay. Over on Calgary Trail.
2: Okay. That's in my neck of the woods now. Yeah. That's where I would be going to high school if I was still in high school based on where we just moved. Now, Sia, you have done something kind of cool, kind of interesting um, with the idea of, of of helping out the Veterans Food Bank here in town, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
2: Okay, tell us a little bit of what about what you've done.
0: So we are hosting a food drive sponsored by the Leadership 25 program we have at Strathcona. So we are collecting non-perishable food donations for the Veteran Food Bank Association, which has just recently opened their first Edmonton location.
2: Yeah, and they're struggling right now, right? To keep up with the demand.
0: Yeah, they are struggling a little bit. They said they are struggling to meet a hamper donation that they hope to able to process through so they need a few more donations
2: yeah the veterans food bank here in town what they've been doing is they actually they deliver hampers around christmas time right to needy families so their uh, the shelves are pretty bare so they're looking for some support so how do we specifically help out this leadership 25 program sia that you're doing with the high school
0: so we've opened up some local locations for community members to drop off some donations so we have a few boxes at Southgate Center's Guest Services for the general public. The Edmonton Warehouse uh, for the Veterans Food Bank is at one five seven eight three one one six Avenue, Northwest Edmonton. And if you or your child is attending Strathcona High School, we also have some boxes placed at Michener Entrance for you to donate at.
2: This is awesome. Where did this idea come from? You, you guys are sitting down one day, di- you know, out in the smoke pit? Oh, that's my that's my high school. Yeah, that's your high school, not uh, yeah. <laughs> Out in the vape pit, and you guys came up with this idea, Sia.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were actually discussing our school motto as "One Who Serves," and we were thinking we need to put the service in community and service with students at the forefront of our initiative because unity within collectives are much greater and can achieve more than any individual action. And we want to honor the veterans who have demonstrated so much selflessness mm-hmm. through their actions and thinking beyond themselves.
2: Sia, you're, you're awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job. Well, listen, I thank you for coming in today, Okay. And it was really nice meeting you. And uh, again, one more time, where can people that are just listening that don't go to Strathcona, where can they donate for the food bank?
0: Yes, two options. Southgate Center's Guest Services has a box and Veterans Food Bank Edmonton Warehouse at one five seven eight three one one six Avenue Northwest.
2: See you. You're a rock star. Thank you for coming in.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Another moment with Dr. Locke. Safety shots. Have you heard of them? I just read a little bit about them. Yeah, they are supposed to reduce your blood alcohol level. In half. Yes, uh, because uh, it was developed because of so much alcohol poisoning. But right now, it's just available in hospitals and emergency rooms for. Oh, this, so this so, isn't a drink you can get this, at Seven Eleven. No, this isn't something you can get at Seven Eleven yet. But the whole purpose of it is it lines your stomach, and uh, and your other ways of absorbing alcohol to prevent you from absorbing oh, more.
2: Okay, okay. See, when I first saw it, I thought it was something we could get, like you know, at a gas station. But no, but it's, uh, and it's, it was, there was an article in Forbes magazine about it. And I'm like, wow, if this can help with being able to drink more, maybe I want to get some.
1: They they are working on it where it's an actual drink you can buy, but in in this, in the States. We'll have to wait. But
2: seems like a bad idea. I think the purpose of this was to... To to help people that have drank too much, not help people drink more. But again, so, <laughs> but again it's all how you look at it, right? It, yeah. <laughs> Find their podcast at 957cruisefm.ca. Welcome to the locker room. Wade Poloway is kind of our unofficial photographer for the locker room.
1: Yeah, he's done the Lawn Darts Tournament for years. He's done... Anytime we have an event, he usually pops in. Our anniversary s- stuff, he's been he great a great Great photographer. Uh, The hall party. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he was there on Friday last week for the debut of Lilluan. Yes. Monster Pro Wrestling. He took some picks, dropped them off yesterday. Some
1: of the picks are just amazing. You know what? I almost enjoy the slideshow.
2: It's almost funnier than the... In the video. Because, because we it, have video and a slideshow up now on the Locker Room YouTube page, so you can go check it out if you missed Jimmy's performance at the Alberta Avenue Community Center last Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a... You can subscribe to the Locker Room YouTube page, but there's there's a Monster Pro Wrestling playlist. So a bunch of stuff that Jimmy's been doing over the last year and a half with Monster Pro Wrestling is up there, videos and whatnot. So little One is his character. Yes. And um, you did a great job. Uh, the one thing I didn't know, you told me this
1: yesterday after we talked about it. When you were when, when I was when I was entrance. running to the to, after I got in the ring, I ran to the uh, one corner to jump on the ropes, and as I ran, I fell and landed right on my face. It was see, I thought that was you were doing that on purpose. <laughs> But I, oh, but God. but I did, but I shook it off. I jumped right back up and tried yeah. to climb on the ropes.
2: Also, don't let me forget. I got to get little Jose shirts up. Who's that's, little Jose? Well, that's what Grant's been calling you. You, we changed your name from Little Juan to Little Pedro, but then he started adding another
1: one in there, Little Jose. So, but I, I there was also should... a little because uh, because James or uh, James in Spanish is It's Jamie, which is said Jaime. Hi, little Jaime, do we need to have four shirts up? I don't know. You could, you you guys changed my name. I have I have sixty nicknames. <laughs> All right, so if you get a minute today, if you want a good uh, belly
2: laugh, go to the Locker Room YouTube page. Jimmy can actually send you a link, too, if you text him, 780 957 Or just go buy a little one or a little Pedro shirt on our merch page.
1: The Locker Room News. WestJet adds U.S. routes to Edmonton and Vancouver while they're also increasing your baggage fees. So what, what they're doing is now for the summer of... The, this coming summer, there's going to be from international airport. You're going to be able to go to Atlanta, Nashville, uh, San Francisco, and direct, direct. direct, okay. Yeah. And as well as from uh, d- Vancouver to Detroit. So this is through WestJet. But in doing so, they also have announced that they're going to be increasing baggage charges as of uh, as of November
2: seventh. Uh, uh, there's very few places in the states I really. Like, we were just, we were having a conversation about maybe traveling, going somewhere, right? Cause we have this WestJet card and a, yeah, you get a companion flight on it or whatever. You get it, like, we got a credit card. And we were looking at, I have, like, I, I like Vegas. I'm not a gambler. So it's not, it's not, that's not dragging me there, but it's fun to go to Vegas yeah. for a weekend. Very few places in the States that I, I care to visit at, any point of the year but nashville's one of them i don't know why i i have this idea that i need to go
1: we uh, remember mel he went down there and he was saying how how the barbecue culture is like the food down there is Food's amazing insane,
2: yeah and yeah. you There's know a that, couple of spots i might go but yeah like i've been to new york and new york is it's its own thing um los angeles uh, California. I mean, if you go to Disneyland, I guess maybe, but I've I'd much rather go to Mexico, right? And sit yeah, by I a
1: haven't pool. been to the states much at all. I've been to uh, like we went we to Vegas that one. We yeah, I've been to Vegas. We had a conversation,
2: and I, I don't know if it's going to happen about um, doing like a locker room trip where we 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 give away an opportunity to fly somewhere in the states and go eat the McRib, <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I've been to Chicago. We don't need to get into that. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. If you get a chance, you'll have to check out Mel from Dark Side of the Grill. Uh, he's got his spices out. So it might be something to yep. look at if you are a barbecue guy. He's got like seven different spices. You can pick them up actually at uh, Backyard Grills up in Saint Albert. Just go and talk to Matt about that. He's got a bunch of stuff up there, um, and uh, Mel's stuff is brand new. It just dropped like a week, week and a half ago. He's also doing a burger, like a like a feature burger for the month of November, which I had on the weekend. We talked to him about it the other day at Backstairs Burgers, which is a fairly new place. It's been around, but they're sort of revitalizing it here in the last six months. There's one in
1: West Edmonton Mall, and then there's There's one. on Southgate there, too. Yeah,
2: that's the one that I went to. We had it on Saturday night. It was unbelievable. Anyway, his burger is called Mel Toro. And if you go in, you don't have to do this online, but if you go in and you just say, hey, locker room promo code, just mention that. They'll give you 10% off Mel's burger. Um, And again, it's an Argentinian style thing. We talked about it the other day. I need to try it. You will love it. It's not hot. It doesn't have like a,
1: like a spicy put, kick. It hit you in the face.
2: But it's got it's got a lot of. It's there's a lot going on there. Chimichurri how do you say it, cherry? Chimichurri sauce. Chimichurri sauce, yeah. I'm a fan. There you go. You might want to check that out. And again, don't forget to use the, the locker room promo code when you, uh, when you grab that, whether you're eating there or taking out or whatever. All right, just let them know that you heard about it here. Save you
1: 10%. This might be hard to explain to the family. It's The Locker Room with Laughlin
2: Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. Every time I see Tiger King headlines, I'm like, you've got to be kidding unbelievable that show we're still talking about it it still shows up in the news the latest is and I don't know if anybody remembers the guy Doc he was one of the other zookeepers or whatever he's going to jail by the looks of it, something to do with money laundering and selling. A lot of these animals are not supposed to have, right? Like, yeah, they smuggle them and
4: yeah. yeah. It's
2: bizarre that people want these things, but I guess it's a thing down in the States. Anyway, um, when I saw this, we looked up, got some information on where
1: Joe exotic is. Are you still getting the emails? Uh, no, actually my subscription to Joe exotic daily, uh, Uh, that grant set me up for um, <laughs> has expired so I had I had to look up news. You know what we missed He released a song from prison my best friends back in October yes it's it's on YouTube I just because I, I was looking up seeing where he is and he's still in prison. Um, Guess what I'm doing? Yeah, I'll be digging that up. Okay, I just wrote down a list of things to do. Find the new Tiger King song. And and I found I found the website again. So if you need any Tiger King merch, he's still in
2: jail, eh? Yes. Okay. All right. I, I'm trying to remember when he went into jail. We had a conversation about how long he would be in jail. It was it was like ten plus years, right?
1: Yeah. And then he got it. Then he got an increase he was trying to fight it trying to say hey uh, you know i should uh, you know wasn't that bad and then they gave him more
2: <laughs> anyway um we'll keep an eye on that i bet you he can't wait for trump to get back into office well trump will get him out right i thought trump was still president he's going to pardon tiger king i'm telling you he's going to pardon joe exotic at some point that needs to happen in our lifetime the Locker Room, only on Chris. Okay, we're not going to play the intro, but there's, there's like a little talking piece where he's speaking over the phone from jail and there's a bunch of swearing, so we're going to avoid that, but let's play a bit of the song. I did track it down. It's uh, the new Joe Exotic, My Best Friends. I guess he's planning a world tour when he gets out. Like, Hopefully we're still alive then. This guy is... Unbelievable. I've
4: been through so much, I just can't say enough about my life and where it's been. All the ups and downs and I'm all the to and I don't know we should put where this invitation again. <laughs> but then I miss some
1: really true friends. Cause you've been there for me since the day we met. You haven't budged an inch. Unbelievable! Welcome
2: right, to that, Bag Milk. How you doing, my friend?
3: Everything is painful.
1: <laughs>
3: my had, food doesn't taste right. <laughs> Coffee is gross.
2: I had somebody um, ask me about like how are, how's everybody doing, and I'm like, hungry like big milk. You know what? I think we're kind of all in a bit of shock. We we have we have Oilers PTSD right and so when stuff like this happens i think there's a lot of like there's a lot of oh okay yeah this makes sense of course we're going to be dead last in the nhl after the entire summer everybody decides they're going to win the cup i mean that's just that we should have written that down as as one of the possibilities
3: yeah to like no matter what, I, I mean, if you if you imagine the Oilers struggling out of the gate, if you didn't buy into them as Cup contenders, all that stuff is fine and good, and I I understand it to a point. But uh, there's no way anyone would have imagined, like even the weirdest thing about right now is that no one would have imagined the Oilers being this bad to start the season, and to have p- people from other fan bases instead of piling on and being like, haha, you have people going. Man, that's rough. Like, yeah. I feel for you. Like the the I would almost appreciate it more if people were just angry and wanting to get, you know, or not angry, but like wanting to make fun of the oilers and have fun with it. But the app the being like, Oh man, I'm sorry that your guys are going through this right now is almost worse. It is it's almost way worse. It is
2: almost worse. So what we should touch on because I mean there are people that are gonna hear Edmonton Oilers place goaltender Jack Campbell on waivers and they're not sports donkeys, so they might not have a an, an idea of what that means exactly. And we don't need to get into numbers, but what does that mean for Jack Campbell for his
3: career with the Oilers? Well, um unless you know unless he gets claimed off waivers which yeah. i would put that as a percentile in the same kind of column as me spontaneously morphing into a rhinoceros while i'm talking to you <laughs> um what it means is he's going to go down to the bakersfield condors and i guess the hope is that he can try and work on his game and get his confidence back and maybe get pulled up later in the year um okay. on a numbers perspective it saves the oilers like jack Campbell's contract is five million dollars by five years we all know that but what they save on the cap by sending him down is actually only a million and change Mm -hmm. so then when they call up Calvin Pickard he obviously has to take up some of that that free space so the Oilers end up saving just under four hundred thousand dollars in cap space the net so they got a little bit of extra room now under the cap which will accrue as the season goes along but the I think the plan for Jack Campbell is He's got to go down there and work on his game and feel good about himself and feel good that he can stop the puck because right now he's not at all. I think that Stuart Skinner is way more likely to rebound um, from his slower start than Jack Campbell is. And it was one of those ones where putting Campbell on waivers was something a lot of fans talked about over the last couple of weeks, but I didn't expect the Oilers to actually do it. So it was a little bit stunning to see that news yesterday.
2: Well, I think they're at the desperation point. So, who's coming up to replace
3: him? Calvin Pickard's coming up. So, and he's do- a guy that does have a little bit of NHL experience. Okay, um, but the end of the day, he was—he's always been a backup in the NHL. He's got just over a hundred. I think it's—I'm doing this off my head. He's got 116 games played or something like that in the mm-hmm. NHL. So, he's got a handful of games under his belt. He's going to come in and try and hopefully stop some pucks and. We'll see what happens. The it wouldn't be the first time, uh, you know, a team recalls someone from the AHL and net, and he kind of catches, uh, you know, hold the hope is that he catches lightning in a bottle. But yeah, it, we'll see where they go. Because Locke, you were right. This is desperation point right now for the others, and they need something. And I wonder, as much as anything, if sending Jack on waivers is a wake up call for the room. Like, hey, this yeah. is a guy you guys all love personally, but the results aren't there. Wake up, or people are going. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out.
2: A lot of people are saying that, like a lot of the sports donkeys are saying that, that this, this wasn't as much, it wasn't a move. It was more a, a dressing room move than it was a Jack Campbell move. He just, he was kind of the sacrificial lamb. Right. And, and, and again, I was surprised too, but what else are they get? They got to do something.
3: Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, everybody goes, well, I'll just go make a trade. But like, if you go look at the NHL, and it's not just the Oilers, the NHL as a league as a whole, teams don't really make trades this early. People aren't going to just give you an NHL-caliber goaltender. If the Oilers go and trade for a goalie, which a lot of us would love them to do, they're going to have to way overpay for it because people are throwing anchors around right now. They're not trying to help the Oilers get out of the basement. So this next little stretch here is going to be fascinating to watch. Can they right the ship? We know the team is better than their record. I truly believe that yeah. they're playing so bad right now that it's almost an, it's almost shocking to watch. But how much better can they be? How quickly can they turn it around? Because they're digging themselves a hole, and soon they're going to need a cherry picker to get out of. It. So, you mentioned happens.
2: yeah, you mentioned um, obviously we'll stay on the the theme about goaltending, and you mentioned the fact that the fans kind of highlighted this as, as a possibility. Send Jack Campbell down, put him on waivers, and then they did it. There's a lot of calls right now for the head of the goalie coach. Do you think there's conversations behind the scenes about who's in the room with these goalies? Do you think that's a possibility?
3: I'd love to know that. I'd love to know that. So Dustin Schwartz is the goalie coach for the Edmonton Oilers, and he's the longest-serving NHL goalie coach, if, I, if I've got my numbers correct there. So, you know, he's seen a lot of bad goaltending performances. But the, the other thing that we don't know is, what does he do anyway? Like, there's no way Dustin Schwartz is going, hey, here's what I need you to do. If somebody lets a floater towards you from the high slot, you need to let that one through. And in the net, like, there's no way that that's happening. So, yeah, I almost want to change for the goalie coach just so we stop talking about it. You know, yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's something to that conversation going on. There's been this has been going on with Dustin Schwartz for so long. Like, it's Miko Koskinen. It's, you know, it's even before that. He's been around a long time, so I don't know what he does, but there's no way he's telling them to do nothing in net. So it's very confusing. I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't even know what that guy does. Over the last week or so, with every
2: loss, Grant has been, not here today, he's got a week off, he has been tweeting the Oilers a picture of Bruce Boudreaux. Now, more more so for comedy. <laughs> but do you think we get Bruce in the building if things keep going as that as they're going? Or is that just not even a possibility?
3: You listen, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Edmonton Oilers here. If there's one thing they're great at, it's firing coaches. <laughs> but again, I don't think that... Like Jay Woodcroft didn't forget how to coach overnight. Yeah. He came into this season with one of the best win percentages of any coach in the league. So, like, I don't understand what's going on. Now, if this continues, you know what he's going to be the first one to go, whether it's his fault or not. That's just how this business goes. But is it going to be Bruce Boudreaux? I don't know. I could see them bringing in a a, a tougher guy. Like they've had a players coach now, Jay Woodcroft. And if Mm -hmm. they do make a change, I could see themselves, see them bringing in like a guy like Gallant, who is one of those coaches where he gets a lot out of his players, but then he kind of wears his welcome thin in in short order. So he's like a Tortorella, you know, one of those guys that's going to come in and kick and scream and yell. And maybe the boys turn it around, but I'm hoping it doesn't get to that point. Ultimately, this is the team Ken Holland put together. If we're, if they're, you know, fingers pointed anywhere, it should be the guy who's the GM and puts the team on the ice. But at the same point, I don't know what he can do right now either. Like, it's a very weird situation. Eleven games into this into the season, I am stunned. This is what we're talking about. It's crazy. It, it, it
2: really is. I have a suggestion, and I, and I and again, I know that this is kind of a pipe dream, but I think that they should add an element that they have in soccer, in football, over in Europe, where, where you're getting regulated. Which would put a fire? will motivate you. Yeah, yeah. So if they lose to San Jose, I think they should just actually regulate
3: the, the team anyway. Just send them all well, down to the AHL. And that's the thing, too. Lock. Like tomorrow, the Edmonton Oilers are playing the worst team in the NHL, arguably one of the worst teams in league history. If they go out and duff that game up, and they find a way to lose to the San Jose Sharks, I don't know how it gets lower than that. Like, it doesn't. Going into, can it? It can't. He's going into. Going into tomorrow's game, you go. Any other team in the league looks at the San Jose Shark, goes, "All right, that's the free space on the bingo card." But right now, for the Oilers, I go, "Ah, I don't know." I, you <laughs> flip, the whole
2: team, flip the Condors, and the, and then we'll get Jack Campbell back.
1: Ah, oh, finally.
3: <laughs> how how are your dog's predictions going, old Frank? Uh, Frank has had a tough season so far. You know he bet on the Oilers a lot. He does have a better record than the Oilers, though. That is that is something we need to say. You know he is four and seven on the season. He did bet on Vancouver to win the other day, so oh I think God. even my dog is getting tired of what the Oilers are putting on the ice. You're gonna have to change the treats. And and what about the uh, Phoenix?
1: The treats, yeah. The Phoenix trip. Uh, I is, is, can you still get in on that?
3: Yeah, the Arizona Nation vacation. That one's coming up in February. A little reprieve from winter, we're calling it there now. Why not go check out the Coyotes playing? We're uh, selling the weather. In a Tiny little <laughs> arena. Yeah, no, we're selling the weather now. It's just kind of like, hey, you know what it's like in February. Let's get out of here together. Let's Beautiful. go drink in a different location. Beautiful. So, yeah, nationgear.ca, we've still got... I think, actually, it's about half sold out, though. The, in, in With jokes aside, the trips are moving. Going to see an NHL game in a tiny arena like that is so something fun. that you can't experience really ever. So it's gonna be interesting to see. Again, I made this same line last week on the show, but you know, Heritage Classic, fifty five thousand people there, going from that into an arena where there's forty six hundred. That's a really cool kind of swing of the pendulum from one end to the other. I so take a nation to see if you want to come with <laughs> I need to go see this. All right. And listen, uh, enjoy your gear
2: take every week, regardless of where the team's at. Bag milk, Oilers Nation, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me.
1: You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast.
3: Makes you seem pretty put together by
1: comparison, hey? Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.